0: Good welcome to the Font now final bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. On the last Monday of 2019. How odd is that? We got a lot that we're going to look at. Kind of take a different avenue as well as we wrap up this marketing year. We're going to talk a little bit about ethanol, DDGs. We're also going to talk later about wheat and phase one. How they really all kind of come together as Troy Nielsen is joining us from Smart Yield. And Troy, welcome back. We're glad to have you on the air with us. Let's talk about today's mixed market trade. Obviously, no surprise, slow marketing day with only one more trading day left this year
1: yeah thanks susan um uh here one more day and we're looking at low volumes today looking at the corn market and the soybeans and into the wheat market the volume's pretty low this today and probably will remain so uh, tomorrow we close um we're, we have a shortened session tomorrow and of course then new year's day closed back open thursday friday so it's a it's a weird week to have the holiday in the middle and and a, and and so the volumes are down. Doesn't always mean that prices aren't going to move because volumes are down. Um, currently, corn is down, penny and three quarters, and uh, and soybeans are up nine and a half to nine and three quarters. So um, th- there's there's some movement in the markets, even with with low volume. That's for sure.
0: So we look at that low volume, and obviously at this time of year, this is what producers expect. So they're kind of keeping a half eye on the markets. But not really a, a full expecting of anything uh, excitement wise. Are they kind of just now focusing? Let's push to 2020 and see what first quarter brings us.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think it's really exciting to see uh, what's going on in these markets. As far as we're concerned, if you look at the new crop November soybeans, it's at 976. Um, really in a nice territory uh, for this time of year. Uh, new crop December corns at 402 and a half right now. Um, and that's right where it was at a year ago, the same week. So um, we're really doing some seasonal tendencies on those markets, especially in the corn markets, hitting right on the seasonal tendency. Um, and, and we're in at levels also that would indicate um, that there's some demand picking up in these markets. And we, of course, about this time of year, shift from the supply issues over to more demand-driven issues as we're trying to discover the the size of the crops coming out of 2019 and those will be discovered over the next several months it's a process and it takes some time um but at the same time then we're we're also looking at of course the china trade deal of course that's huge it's on the headlines um and 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 the current export business that we're looking at um even with mexico and the uh, the mexico canada trade deal that came through you know so there's a lot going on and uh, and, uh, and most of it leads towards export business that we can talk about as well
0: well look at the export business i know weekly inspections were on the, the softer side in this holiday week for both corn and soybeans it should come as no surprise
1: yeah absolutely we've had solid exports um, um the weekly exports on corn were uh, and this was our report from last week was about six hundred and twenty six thousand tons we were expecting half a million up to 1.3. We're on the low side, but we're in that range on corn. Soybeans, 747,000 tons. That's a little above um, the bottom side of the range. We're in the expected range. Wheat, same story. Uh, meal, the same story. Get into soybean oil, and and we were at 37,000 tons. We were expecting five to 30. So we're um, really strong on the export side on on the on oil. That's a good sign. That's a really good sign. The product of soybeans, of course, uh, we want to see that high. So we've had you know decent to, to solid export business here recently. That's been building, um, and I think there, there's some um, uh, some trade agreement um, activity has has maybe propelled us into some of these solid exports recently in the last three weeks. Um, and as that comes together, hopefully this Phase One uh, deal. Um, gets solidified and um, we can see some more more sales into China
0: you know one area that we don't see a lot of discussion about really has been the ethanol market uh, we've really seen some stability happening within their margins as of late
1: yeah absolutely the the dry distillers um, and I'll just throw out a couple of numbers on a report that I'm looking at um, the u.s produced 27 million. Um, short tons of distiller, distiller grains. Um, and and then when you look at what makes that up, what we're really looking at is, um, essentially there's about a 32% of our dry distiller grain production would be for export this coming year, potentially. And that, that's on the high side of things. Um, that would in, that would, that would result in a minor increase in the amount of corn use for ethanol or in this case that's actually an increase of corn exports through that dry distiller exports Um, it it doesn't look so really that like that big of a deal on the balance sheet um, but I think it makes a difference it's going to bring help tighten that stocks to use potentially and then if we can come out of 2019 with that stocks to use so our carry-in to 2020 um, hopefully that number um, uh, can can shrink a little bit for us moving forward. With that, you got the dried distillers, which is corn exports. Um, I think that's that that's really uh, positive for this corn market as well as the soybean market.
0: Especially when you look at it from a livestock perspective, it's it's a nice off market for the ethanol market to have those DDGs to be able to fulfill some feed opportunities for our cattle producers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, our our, our on feed numbers are solid um we've had a really nice recovery back up in this cattle market and i'm you know if you look for example um i'm looking at uh the april feeders when you look at at the recovery we've seen there we were as low back here um just a less than a month ago we were as low as 127 we're at the 147 level now it actually made about a $21 recovery there in the last month and a half when you look at the cattle numbers were strong um on feed strong and so dry distillers obviously back to that issue is in high demand
0: stick around folks we do have more coming up it's the Fontanel final bell on the rural radio network
1: K-R-V-N is your home for Husker sports. Subscribe to K-R-V-N on YouTube for on-demand content. You'll see interviews with players and coaches, analysis with insiders, and more. Subscribe to K-R-V-N on YouTube today. 880 K-R-V-N, 106.9 Carney, and 98.5 Grand Island.
0: Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. As we continue to speak with Troy Nielsen from Smart Yield and, and Looking at we 've done so much talking, Troy, as you and I were talking before we even started the Fontenelle Final Bell is such discussion, such focus has been on this phase one trade deal with China, and we know we look at it from a from a perspective of the pork and the soybeans, but there is an area that doesn 't get a lot of talk and actually was made um, in the news today and that dealt with wheat, many saying don 't forget it was a Bloomberg report that says don 't forget about wheat. it could <coughs> also be a big winner in this agreement with China, and you brought up an interesting point. Because you're looking at it, and as we all should be looking at it, as wheat as a food source, not for livestock, but for people.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, and we're looking at the, uh, when you look at the the uh, Chicago wheat, you're talking a direct food source. Um, and so w- when we look at what the wheat market has done in the futures market and the recovery it's made, it's really as the trade talks have ramped up, um, the wheat futures have have made a pretty miraculous recovery on the the futures market. And, of course, you're talking a direct food source um, uh, versus the dry distillers that has to go into the meat, of course. And and, and so it's a process versus the wheat, of course, that um, is a little bit quicker food source, if you will. Um, And back in September, the July of 20 futures on that wheat was as low as 469 that was just in september 469 today we're we hit 567 almost a full dollar recovery um as we've gone through this corn and soybean harvest we've ended up with the wheat futures quietly got a dollar higher on us and so i think that's with some strong exports some strong demand uh, from the world and then also um I think part of this trade deal, you have to look at what what they're anticipating in this trade deal. And some of those um, numbers are, are expected to grow on the wheat exports. And I think that's reflected in the futures market. Absolutely.
0: And it's kind of an area, you know, we do so much focusing. It's nice to know that there's other opportunities within agriculture that could benefit from this phase one deal
1: yeah there really is um, I think this phase one deal is uh, we focus on corn and soybeans in this direct you know in this area of south central Nebraska. we get a little further south of here we take a little keep a little closer eye on the wheat market and we stay so so uh, focused on our own commodities but there is a it's a very complex and i'm not going to try to understand it or talk about it, but um it's a very complex Negotiation and this is only phase one. And so I think it's a process that's going to take several years to, uh, put together the whole deal and to unwind the whole deal. So, um, I guess my, my opinion on that is I think it's a great first step that we're, we've undertaken with, with the negotiations, uh, moving in the right direction. And you look at the corn at over four dollars, you look at the soybeans on new crop that, um, are over, you know, mm-hmm. are in that 9.75 range. Um, we're in pretty decent territory on these futures markets. You take new crop corn at 5.60 level. Um, we're in pretty good good territory on these. And I think the trade deals and current exports. Um, and then if you look at potentially shrinking, I'm not saying it's going to have to happen, but potentially the old crop stocks can shrink moving into 2020 at some point. We could start to pull down the stocks-to-use number a little bit, and really have some good opportunities moving into 2020.
0: You know, I find it interesting, Troy, and we were kind of talking about this last Friday um, during the Fontenelle final bell, was the fact that the markets are suddenly saying, oh, wait, there's a crop growing in South America. We need to pay attention. Did we just get so clouded with trade discussion, both Phase 1 and USMCA, that we kind of forgot the growing? (laughs) Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, you look at the headlines, and it's easy not to just follow and focus on the headlines every day but you're right there's a full world of of supply and demand out there and you've got to focus on south america as well because here um very shortly in the next 30 days they're going to be undertaking some pretty good um you know starting into harvest on 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 their crops and they're you know they're they're having their struggles as well so i think that plays into our futures markets of course being firm at this time um but you're right, we have to look at the whole world and the, and the world supply. In our um, December report, we did have a little bit of a, an adjustment on some world corn and soybean numbers that were, uh, that stock's use number was um, in our favor. So um, I think even the world numbers are, are um, I would say, firm at this time on, on um, U.S. futures.
0: Well, it is the last Monday of 2019. What are some of your thoughts as we head into 2020? What's a key area you want producers to think about come Thursday?
1: Profitability. That's absolutely what we want to focus on is profitability. Have a market plan. If you don't have a market plan, I think it's this time of year that you really uh, set yourself up. You do your homework, work on your break-evens.
0: All right. Sounds good. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you, Troy?
1: Yeah, just call our office in Kearney, Smart Yield at 308-234-6805.
0: All right, just a reminder, commodity futures and options involve substantial risk of loss and are not suitable for all investors. That is the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network, being brought to you by Fontenelle and all the local dealers. Don't forget, you can pick this up as a podcast through ruralradio.com or wherever you subscribe to your favorite podcast. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio
1: Network.